0: It's the Nooner Podcast on the Smodcast Radio, Tuesday Night Live, right in your ear pussyhole, hosted by Marty Yale grad, part-time actor. Getting a real job was a fear that he factored. Then you have the mean one, first name Steve, last name Kruger, warn all your friends, it's just a what sense of humor, you? and John sent us from the dawn of time, carrying too many keys was his only crime, Cassandra the Coos, beautiful, so many jokes, but she's never seen Star Wars in her credit score as well, know. so sit back, relax, two hours is not short, the only thing longer is Kevin Smith's jorts, Would be on the gravestone of the USA, it's nooner time, Yay!
1: oh it started out so strong that one um uh, then that, that was
2: game of thrones there right there season yeah, one great yeah. season two amazing
1: and then season eight was those last season eight those last mm. couple lines there uh cassandra that was actually an epic rap uh for us <laughs> uh, unfortunately uh cassandra cardenas will not be attending well she might attend later hopefully she will jump in but she um, right now that's what we get for Cassandra she has to work tonight I don't know what that means having to work that's for lazy I mean that's for 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 I don't know for losers um, welcome to the nooner podcast I'm a host I'm here with uh, Steve Kruger John Sylvain we're on the hey. Smodco internet radio network how's everyone doing
3: Good. How are you?
1: I'm all right. John is wearing a tie. And then Steve asked if it was if he was wearing mittens when he tied it. Um and uh it's a it's very I did
2: I've never seen John, I've never seen a quarter Windsor. I've seen a Windsor and a half Windsor, but that's
3: well, you haven't been around.
2: Haven't- <laughs> My I tie joke bombed. really. I I figured this podcast is where a tie joke would kill. Well, I thought You would go for like the
1: double full Windsor, you know?
2: Yeah, I I went the other way. Yeah. I thought it would be, he'd be worse at tying a tie if it was a smaller Windsor. Oh, but you're probably right. It's probably,
1: yeah, that, that, that not looks metric anyhow. Um, (laughs) Can you believe, (laughs) well, never mind. Okay. Uh, I got it. It's good. Looks metric. Yeah. 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 So can you believe that a week ago, like not even a week ago, Joe Biden was sworn in at the. He was inaugurated as our for president. It feels 46. like feels like seventeen years ago that, that an inauguration happened. Like it was just feels so far away. I, I feel like we had three shows since then, but we haven't.
2: No, we're lazy. Did you we're guys, unproductive. productive. you guys watch it? No.
3: Uh. Yeah. I well. I watched some parts of it. I didn't. I didn't uh, obsessively tune in. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't uh, any, you know, armed uprising or assassination. And once that didn't happen, I just uh, stopped watching. It was like, oh, the, the, it's a, this is a, a boring uh, inauguration.
2: Yeah. I I want to shout out to a YouTube channel that I can't remember, but Google it. You'll, you'll find what I'm talking about. Lady Gaga sang the national anthem. Yeah. And all over my music theory subreddits, it blew up. I I didn't watch it live, but they're like, did she change meter in the middle of the song? And I believe the song traditionally is in was written in three, four, and then they have transposed it, if that's the right word, into four, four for more of a pop ear. And Lady Gaga did kind of both. And this guy did a fucking super awesome deep dive. And I know she didn't do it herself, like a got like a person arranged the music, but it was something else. Like go back and listen to it the way that where the beat is. Are you writing this down, John?
3: Oh uh, yeah. What did she sing? <laughs> what was she your name? Sang again? Born <laughs> like
2: this. <laughs> and she had a bunch of, uh, no, uh, na- the star spangled banner, the, the oh, national did, anthem. Did they
1: get into the, the second verse, the one with all the, you know, the racist, one? problematic lines.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, it was more about the, how it was in four, four. And then it was in three, four. And, what those do to the the listener and this guy broke it down so beautifully i wish i could remember his name you know just go. it's it's the top search on youtube it's the All only right. guy who did a fucking meter uh deep dive on lady gaga but it was great i mean that, she's saying great
1: yeah she yeah was great
2: but it's like yeah there's it's like a little bit of a telling the story and the guy equated it to the end of the first act of a musical where it's like everything's set up and now it's things are going to get exciting in act two. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's really interesting. It's very Broadway, very Uh different than like a, like everyone thinks Whitney Houston's one. She did the super bowl. It's like the perfect national anthem, but I don't know. I was, I was very into it. I I I love
1: lady Gaga is quite a, a musical talent. Like there's no question that there are great singers out there, but I think she actually is very musical, you know, in a way that, I mean, I guess all these great singers are, but she impresses me on many levels.
2: Yeah, like the emotion was there, and she hit. She's a beautiful voice, but it was the way you arrange the song and where yeah. the emphasis comes on certain beats that sort of got you ready for something big. And yeah, mixed meter is just not usually done for broad audiences who don't know what I'm talking about. But go, go Google it. It's, it was a fascinating watch. So it was like. And uh, I was,
1: the math rock of an- national anthems. Then it's this. It's this like
2: jazz 13, 13, 13. bass player who has like a channel, and he just oh. like broke it down beautifully. Whatever.
3: Very marks few national anthems that are waltzes. We we've got one of the only ones. Difficult to march to. Yeah, it's tough.
1: Well, <laughs> you just have to do the stutter step halfway through.
3: You know, like every. Have you ever heard uh, Marvin Gaye's uh, version? No. Oh yeah, that's unbelievable. Hmm. Really, I mean, I'm sure it was i'm sure he that was he
2: 24. did it in seven four too that was crazy yeah
3: yeah 13 uh, 11 well he did it in 13 11. in six days 1812 joe biden 18, has
1: signed a zillion uh executive actions which has been really
3: great and end to the ban uh on uh i have i got a. I i got a bone to pick with the inaug- inauguration though
1: okay all right um we'll we'll get to
3: the executive order. Get to what I want to talk about whenever. No, no, no. Go. Sometime go. after the show ends.
1: No, no, no. You you no, that's you're, fine. you I'm never feel uh, shy to jump in. So go ahead. I
3: what?
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. John, before you go, just tell us about how your dad died. He blew up. Okay, cool. Now all go.
3: Right. To the... All right, all right. Please. Jesus. Um now I'm um, mother killer
2: herself. Anyway, go ahead. Please continue.
3: Oh man. Um, so, she jumped uh, off
2: a building of a mental home because she thought he, she had a heart attack, but uh or sh- she felt very bad, but she'd had a heart attack. and then I did later, wonder she,
1: if Steve brought up Larry King last week. I was like, did he hmm.
0: I
2: like feel like I bring him up every week because I'm such a king of file. I'm such a king man. I am a a kingster, a king a lot i I love everything he does. He's so fucking talented, yeah I mean, he, he was. basically was a podcaster before there were podcasters rambling, uninformed, confused, just like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, is yeah, had,
1: that is our model. That is our model. Incredible,
3: Times- bombastic way of speaking. So you just thought that it was normal that he didn't yeah. know what he was talking Rochester. about. Wow. He
2: really emphatically, dramatically does not know what he's saying.
3: I have absolutely no idea who you are or what you wrote about in this book. I had woke. a
2: girlfriend who worked at the CNN building in Los Angeles, and I would go visit her often. And every time I went, he was in the fucking elevator with me. Because really? he works there. That's, yes. I, it's fucking Larry. Like, no, he was taking the elevator from the lobby. Third floor, lingerie, the
1: toiletries.
2: The third floor, lingerie, toiletries. So, every time I got in the elevator with him, it was just me and Larry King. Just some. Fu- he looks like something that escaped from the Henson Creature Factory. He looks yeah, like he's from street. Middle
3: Earth. He was a weird looking guy. He weird really, little... I mean, Yeah, he was. He so, was like, if you wanted to create a puppet of an old man who was going to ask you questions, it would be Larry King.
2: He's Pinocchio, but in reverse. He's a uh, Benjamin Button Pinocchio. He was born a man, and he's now slowly becoming a puppet. Anyway, you're just sitting in an elevator. You're like, oh, there's a celebrity or whatever he is. And I'm like, cool, the quiet, you know, there's no music in elevators anymore. And out of nowhere, he just does one of those old man farts. Like he doesn't, I don't think he knew he farted. It just kind of went no. like, yeah, And it was like, did Larry King just fucking fart in, the,
3: in the elevator,
2: In the elevator? Yeah. And uh it, he just reminded me because I had an old Jewish grandfather who did the same thing. I remember being in the elevator. Old people, I, I think you were going to say I had an old Jewish fart right before we started this podcast. Oh yeah, no, I had a young Jewish. That was a new fart. Um. So, and this happened again, like six months later. I'm I'm going to visit her. I get in the elevator. A couple of people, fucking Larry King, gets on, and you know, one floor up, just like he he did it again.
3: Well, he, he, he's a public person, right? So where else is he gonna fart i
2: i just thought it was very strange <laughs> so years and years go by and i'm working with this guy who came out of cnn in atlanta and he's like oh yeah i'm coming to work on this thing and i'm like cool and i told him this the same exact story mm-hmm. you know wondering like was this a thing and he's like oh 100 everyone knew it. it that's like i i think they had a fan underneath his desk when he was interviewing people live because he just constantly farts. He's discussed like it is like something known within CNN of which he was a member of when back yeah. before he, that he just farts before constantly. he
1: joined Russia today.
2: Or, yeah, whatever. <clears throat> I always wanted to call him and just say, you know, like when he was doing his live show be like, hey, Larry, how many fans are underneath the desk? And also Tom Wopat, what are you what have you been up to since the Dukes of Hazard?
3: He was on uh he was on Broadway. Both of those guys went on Broadway. Do you know that?
2: Did they? Yeah. Yeah. They, were,
3: they full... were
2: talented guys.
3: Yeah. They were much more talented than you would think watching that show.
2: Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing this week? Uh you're just driving around and you know. There's a mis- there's a misunderstanding uh, uh, down by the well. Yeah,
1: don't don't cool. try to open the door. Just go through the window, please. <laughs> the, the handle's right there. <laughs> but it would be
2: so much easier <laughs> if I just open nope, the door. Nope, nope. No, no, no. It nope, no, 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 looks no. looks better on camera. Yep, Great. I went to Juilliard. Great. Cool. John,
3: what was your bone to pick about the inauguration? Well, so uh, Biden, Biden knew he was going to sign all those executive orders. He went around the country running for president saying he was going to do all of these things on the first day. He knew he had a pile of stuff right there. So he was going to do that. And a lot of that stuff he felt like he needed to do. So he knew he was going to do that. What he had a lot of choice about was what he was going to say for his inaugural address. Now, if you're going up to and and in your your the oppositional party to you, the Dem- the Republican Party is basically only stands for we're not Democrats and we want to stay in power, right? So why on earth would you say we want unity, unity, unity? And then because then it was it was like setting up. Um, Himself as the fall guy, because then if you say you want unity and then you go and sign a bunch of things that the Republicans disagree with, they can just raise up their hands. and say, He said he wanted unity and then he went and, and uh, stopped making the wall and, and, and got rid of the Muslim plan without even asking us. It was just like a, it was a perfect example of Democrats like taking a dump and then stepping it. and all you you, what needs to happen is is cooperation and communication and and uh talking not unity we disagree so saying unity was just it just was stupid and it was yet another uh example of the democrats just like being dumb about the way they say things
1: so he shouldn't have said i want unity he should have said i'm going to turn
3: everything around no no he should have said i want us to work together. He should have used different words other than unity. Unity is a dumb, is a dumb thing to say because we're very, very, there's a lot of disagreement. So there's not going to be quote unquote unity. We're not all going to come together, but we all can work together. And the the, the problem with our fucking country is the word compromise as, which is the basis of the entire government. The whole government is set up for compromise. And, and so, what, nobody will compromise. Everybody thinks compromising is for sissies. It's a dirty word. Like, oh, you know what? I had a I had a reasoned debate, um, and I changed my mind a little bit. Like, if you do that as a politician in America today, you will be basically derided, ridiculed, and shat on, which is stupid. Only idiots don't change their mind. Okay. Wait, I just changed my mind about that. Idiots change their mind. Only idiots never mind. I think that thank you for letting me get that off their chest.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear your point. I just think that, like, it's it's a nice sentiment for him to to it's, express it's,
3: it's nice, but there's better ways of saying it. So you wouldn't have just basically, uh, you know, given ammunition to the right wing media to go and say, well, if it's all their fault that we're not together, which is uh, you know, obscene.
2: Yeah. What uh, are the What are the Republicans want What are, what are they 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 don't they want immigrants.
3: Power. No, they and they want,
2: want uh, no they, taxes.
3: Whatever, they say, "What is uh What do the Democrats want? We want the opposite of that." If the Democrats wow. have,
2: "Well, that's a that's a great party to be. It's so easy."
3: It's but very easy. I am I am happy that
1: he signed all those executive agreements because I think it is important to address things like uh, COVID, economic relief, and to uh, reverse the the trans band in the military to uh. To,
3: like you're not you're not understanding what i'm saying no no you think i'm with those i know orders.
1: i know you don't but i i i guess i don't feel like it's as big a deal for me um as you know messaging is not as important to me as him signing these things getting them back in the paris accord like uh, uh, uh like uh, pausing federal student loan payments, uh, oh. interest payments, and all that stuff. Those are that's uh, like action. Words are fine, and I hear what you're saying. I just don't. I guess I don't care as much to, um, uh, like make nice with the Republicans. I mean, I, um, in a sort of false way, because I think either way, you're you're they're not gonna be in line with what the Democrats are offering. So, what does it, what difference does it make?
3: What what difference does it make?
1: Yeah, what what sort of messaging you do?
3: Um. Well, uh I wish he
2: you know. had come out and kind of kind of done a uh, a Roddy Dangerfield in the end of Caddyshack, like just fucking we're well, all gonna you- get laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh, it okay, needed yeah. the it needed fucking Journey, like the reunited Journey, come out and play any way you want it or whatever they're playing it, and then. He's just fucking shaken, and he's got a beer in his hand, and he's like, we're all going to get laid. It's like the 80s all over again. That would have made me so fucking happy.
1: Yeah. Um, we are back online. Thank you, oh dear. Will, uh, Thank for,
2: for fixing it. Yeah, because now everybody gets to hear this stuff.
1: Everyone, yeah, send nice things to uh, Will Wilkins, um, either email, Twitter, whatever. Uh, so,
2: Send him money. Send him, like, literally send him... Yeah, I'll, currency, I'll give you his
1: address right now. It's one six nine three eight. The my favorite part of the of the inauguration was just reading the live tweets of the QAnon people who are watching. Um, you know, and part of the the whole QAnon conspiracy, a big part of it is that there's a storm brewing, right? Ooh. And the the storm being that um, Trump would. Basically What? What? Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh you, you lost Marty. You lost. All right. No. But that the president would stay in power and would arrest all like the Clintons would arrest Joe Biden, would arrest <gasps> Tom Hanks <gasps> Tom and arrest. Uh,
2: and execute them. them. <gasps> yeah. Tom Hanks? Yes. Well, have you seen The Lady Killers? I uh,
1: mean the um the, that that t- teeth thing. He was doing acting with fake teeth fake teeth acting uh
2: but somehow he was in the worst coen brothers movie that's that's a feat
1: anyhow the it was just (laughs) so amazing because these people were saying like oh my god like this isn't happening because obviously uh the there was not that insurrection there weren't people executed on uh, in front of the white house everything went off without a hitch and these people were a hundred percent convinced that this was going to be the turning point for the the country and that qAnon was going to be validated and and all their craziness was was for this moment yeah. and it did not happen and the response was just it was delicious and i i don't i i, I just loved it like they they were just saying things like we've been lied to and we've you know now i'm going to be the laughing stock of my family I hate to break it to you but you already were but it was, um, did you guys follow? You know what, you know what it feels all? like?
2: It, it, remember the seventies? Uh, well, yeah, John, yeah John, John was. Well, John was, was a little old his, back he then. He was on his third marriage. Uh, I feel like in the seventies, people were just fucking convinced that UFOs were real. So much so that Steven Spielberg made his least effective film. Which, um, is which
3: one?
2: Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I was okay. his least that effective. Was like, oh, it is. Go watch it again. It's not his. It, no, no, it's, a, it's, it's a slow movie, but it's got some great. And, stuff. and then what happens? A guy's like, there's a fuck. I, I saw something and I go and I did see something. Yeah. It's, and um, then what? And then what happens? Yeah. No, 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 that's the end of the movie. I mean, he really
1: has the same sort of fervor. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss does that these QAnon people have. And like scary. Yeah. His and family, it's just like people. And, like, he gets validated pe- in the end because he gets carted off by the aliens.
2: Yeah, but it's just like the seventies, people seem to be trading on this idea that they were out there.
1: I, I think it's the same in every generation. Like
2: And this is our UFOs. Like right, I think right. everyone has a phone now and there are cameras everywhere. You think they would have caught one UFO. There are no UFOs, they don't exist. I'm so I mean, sorry. It's
1: no different than a doomsday cult, like the, the people wearing purple Nikes or you know, uh Jim Jones. It's all that that thing of like they people feel special because they know something that you don't and they're going to f- find a, a place in heaven or in the stars or in the administration where they get to rule and you, you fucking idiots like drink the the other Kool-Aid and, and you don't get to join in in these, you know, elite reindeer games. And of course, it never works out. It didn't work no. out for aliens. It didn't work out all these doomsday cults. They'll say, oh, you know, I I... Uh, when I was doing the mathematical equations to calculate the Armageddon, i misplaced a a decimal point. So it's going to be next, you know, May. And then everyone's like, oh, yay, we'll wait then. And this one was so, so stark because it was so, such a distinct point that they couldn't really recalculate. And it was such a whiff that like, I, I just wonder how many, I know that uh, there's a, large group of these QAnon people who just jumped to a different conspiracy. These are unhappy people and they're looking for um, a new, you know, just something to attach onto that, that keeps them dry, gives them drive. Let me, let me ask you an interesting question, though, that, because I heard about these QAnon but I wonder people what, who were But I wonder what happened to, to the people, like how many people actually changed their minds and said, oh, you know, they woke up from the fog. Have
3: you changed your mind recently, Marty? Oh, sure, yeah, all the time. <laughs> have you changed? Have you changed your jacket? Did you steal that jacket from a, a old Asian lady? Because that's what it really looks like. <laughs> that's so
2: racist. I can't believe I did.
3: not I say mean, that. I love this, John. Just like I'm,
1: I'm just have a. I'm making a point, and you're just like, let's mock Marty. Let's like Mar- Marty seems a little too happy now. Let's shit on him.
0: Uh,
1: oh, Marty, I'm sorry. I I do want to keep you happy. I changed my um, mind about you, John, just now.
3: Oh really? What did you think before? I was
1: mezzo mezzo, and now and I know.
3: Now, now you know. I and feel mezzo- like
2: QAnon is like a sex cult for incels. Like it, it has all the the. It, it feels like Nexium. Like we've got all these answers, all and, this great stuff. Fucking- but no one. It's a bunch of people who are like, I can't really, I, I, I can't really get it up with another person in the room, so I'm gonna go in the bathroom and jerk off, and you can do whatever. There's a 12 sided dice over there. No, it's just find not jacking off. <laughs> I just like they're a bunch of virgins who can't get laid and they're in a cult and they're like, fuck, no one wants to fuck.
1: Well, uh, you are wearing a, a like a bear skin and a Viking hat. That might have something to do oh, with that. Guy it, fucks. Sir.
2: That guy's a fucking fuck machine. That that was this was all to that promote whatever sucks. his service he provides in Arizona where women of a certain age who are divorced come over and he just plows this shit out of them.
3: Wait, wait, for, uh, I, want back. I want to go back to what you just said. Are you saying that if you if you own twelve sided dice, it reduces your chance of getting laid? Because I I have a lot of twelve sided dice. Yeah. And you so get you-
2: laid pretty once a quarter. Once a once a tax payment.
3: Do you think if I got rid of some of my twelve-sided dice, I might get laid more?
0: Mm,
2: I think your yeah. laid days are. I, I think the, the the die is cast.
3: Oh, wow, I saw <laughs> what you did there. That was very clever. That's you said die is cast, and yeah. I did, talking I about And you're not,
2: oh,
0: you
3: yeah, not right. even aware of your, uh, your how, how brilliant apologies? I am. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> most people aren't aware no. of how clever you are. No, it's not apparent. It's really, uh, it's, it's, it's a
2: systemic issue in the creative entertainment industry.
3: <laughs> <And> QAnon Q- <laughs> Q- <laughs> is aware. That's part of the conspiracy theory is Steve Kruger is cleverer than he thinks. Yeah,
2: it's, sometimes.
3: Like, yeah. Um,
1: John, do you have sympathy for these QAnon people? Like,
3: I have sympathy for uh, anybody who's dumber than me. And so therefore I have sympathy for everybody.
2: Uh, <laughs> ah, there you go.
3: I, I, I just wanted to point out that, um, yeah, I do have sympathy for people. They've been misled. I think that that um, there's one one of the things that's really funny. I've been listening to a lot of like political, not a lot, but a little political uh, pundits. And they're all talking about what happened on, on the 6th. And they're talking about the followers of QAnon. And what gets missed is that these people are, are living in a very rich envi- information environment that is all lies. It has all been um, created to deceive them. Yes, they are, you could say they're dumb for falling for it, but I could, there's a whole bunch of people who have fallen for things that aren't true. I heard a really scary, uh, scary little story about the the um, the great, I think it, they called it the the big lie, um, which was that um, in the 20s, the Germans, a, a huge number of, Uh, newspapers and a huge number of politicians said that the the uh, the jews and moderates um stabbed uh, germany in the back during world war one and that's why they surrendered and it was all because of a certain group of people and that lie grew and grew and grew until it became basically the basis for the nazi party party so the fact that the uh the they, there's some few people that think that or a lot of people think that the the um, election uh, was fraudulent. that's not gonna you know that's just not gonna go away people people it's been shown over and over again in studies people hang on to their false beliefs you know they and they they double down when those things are challenged and um, so it's it's tough. but the interesting thing is is I heard the same quotes from, QAnon people being anguished from like four or five different sources. People said QAnon people said things like, and then they quote the same person who says, I can't believe it. Could could it be that we were all we've all been duped? I mean, did you read that one? That's like one of uh, probably forty thousand different messages. And that's the one that the the media sort of latches onto, saying, Look, isn't that funny? Those people. Yeah. Anyway, I I guess I didn't make a point. Let the the ridicule begin. No, no, no.
2: No, the center's not here.
3: Yeah, yeah. This Uh, is
2: a safe space. There's no angry millennials. Speak your mind.
1: Yeah, you succeeded in in shitting on my point, so that's good. That's fine. What did you say? Um, you're Shitting on my point? I was shitting on your point? Yeah. When you were just lumping me with all the people who, who were saying when? like <laughs> who pointed out that quote,
3: you're like that quote you said. Um Anyhow, it, you felt like I was I was shitting on your point by by pointing out that other people had quoted the same thing. Yeah, really. You really, uh, really got to grow grow a skin there. Son. And
1: well, I think it was
2: the eye rolling, too. But anyhow,
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. what eye rolling? Um.
2: John, you, when you're not trying to be funny, that's when you're your funniest.
3: Mm. God, you're so clever. <laughs> so funny uh, that you think I'm not trying to be funny.
2: Oh, you are? This is you're trying to be funny?
3: You'll never know.
2: Uh, no, Nor will you. <laughs> uh,
3: but to answer your question,
2: John, I
1: think probably through the, my 20s and most of my 30s, I did not change my mind at all and i think as i've gotten older it's become easier for me to as my ego has slowly dissolved to not um yeah to not latch on to such to dumb ideas
3: or or whatever to be a little bit more open
1: so i try to yeah i i like to change
3: my mind most pe- most people would uh, rather be right they don't know it but they'd rather be right than happy
1: um <laughs> wait which is the better thing to be
2: what
0: do you figured
1: what would
3: you rather be right or happy
1: I'd rather uh, be like comfortable Mm. I don't need to be happy
3: or right Need to You'd be rather comfy. be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Comfy. Do, you, do you want? Do you, are, are you going to take up an opioid addiction? Because that sounds like a good way to get comfortable. Oh, if, if
1: well, but no, because then it's followed by not being able to poop, and pooping makes me feel comfortable.
3: It's so funny. I was thinking about debate topics, and that was uh, that was that was one of the ones that I was thinking of. Like what? what, why, what you, why, uh, wiping
2: forward or wiping backwards?
3: No, no, no. What? What's better? <laughs> Poop, pooping is better than peeing. Like, what do you guys think? Oh,
2: a th- huh? like, well, are we, are we doing the game now? Or we, no, 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 because
3: like, I told you what the topic is. We can't do the game. There's nothing it's
2: better than, a, 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 urin- urinating is just like emptying a valve. It is just like, oh, I have this thing and I hold a thing out and it's, it's over. Pooping is like, uh, it's like a fucking symphony. There's so it many. Be, yeah.
3: But, but peeing is almost never disappointing. Right. I mean, peeing is sort of it's oh, there's nothing great about it. Like I've had life changing shits. I've had shits where I went to the bathroom, I came out, I was a different person and the world was different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's had that kind of thing. But I've also had poops that were not nothing happened or, you know, just a little. And it's very disappointing. Whereas the
2: the interesting thing for men is because we when we pee, we're always looking at it. I mean, I look. I, I don't know. You probably read the fucking Canterbury Tales, but I just—I'm a simpleton. I just look at the bowl, and well, watch I my, my miss. Yeah, and there's also an aim issue because uh, I shocking, remember when I used shocking, to ladies. We don't straddle, We don't straddle the bowl. We stand above it. Yep. Um, but when I poop, and you I look
3: know, down I, and think it's good to be a man.
2: Yes, thank God I make more money than Cassandra. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but when I take a shit. I have to. I, I make a conscious effort to stand up and turn around and look at it. Like every time I shit, I look at it. But uh-huh. I, if I peed sitting down, I would never go. Well, what, what did that look like? It's just. It feels perfunctory to me. It doesn't feel did, special.
3: Didn't, didn't Freud uh, basically say if you do what you just said, you're you're basically a creative? That's a, that's the basis of creativity. Like I don't, you're a I creative don't, person. I don't want to be. You, you look at your shit and then that, that's why you're creative. So wait, that's-
2: if I stop at my shit, I'll stop being creative. No, and it's I, can go too be, I can go be a lawyer or something.
3: No, oh, but, but fuck. basically people, people who like poop and don't even look at it and walk away, they end up being, you know, rich,
2: <laughs> <laughs> rich and successful. <laughs>
3: I
1: look Aww. at it all. It's all fascinating to me. It's all delightful. Look
3: what I did. Look
1: what I did.
2: I made something today. I made something today. True story. I've never looked at any of my poops. Never, never, never once. (laughs) No. Yeah. That's a
1: guy. I I want to see what color my pee is is. The consistency of the poop, all that stuff is just, just so important.
2: And the size, like I, even my wife the other day, said, I took a shit the other day and I went, yeah, hold, hold, hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me clear my schedule. Let me hear about it. It was so fucking big. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm, slow down, slow down. Well, and what And what what color are we looking at? Like uh, cacao, 75%. Where, where are we at? She described it. I fucking, I was so happy. And I said, you know, because I'm a garbage person. I just shit on a regular toilet. But I know that Marty has the super Toto or whatever, whoever makes it's it.
3: Disneyland of bathrooms. And I, I'm I think sorry, he's, Disney World. He's the he's a better
2: person because of it. Like, I can't believe we poop the way we poop now. I can't believe that I take my hand and I wrap it like I'm in a play and I'm putting on bandages on a wound. Like it's it's this untight thing of paper wrapped around my hand and then I just jam it into my asshole and you know, pull,
0: any
3: pull
2: a- and then of, of course I look at it to go oh god you're a fucking monster and Marty sits there I'm sure Vivaldi's the four seasons is playing and he shits out whatever weird fucking salted plum thing he ate the night before mm. and then machines wash and dry his anus
3: yeah.
2: that's fucking amazing I fucking I sit on a fucking trash can with water at the bottom, yeah, and then occasionally have to use a fucking giant brush to push down some of the uh, splatter.
3: Well, Marty's Marty's <laughs> living living a better life than almost anybody I know, and and yet he seems kind of down. I'm comfortable. Mm. oh mm. is this is this a cry for help no no this i is? this
2: whole podcast oh. is a cry for help
1: i know i come on this show <laughs> as a reminder of what it's like you know in the rest out like a very it's a toe outside in the, to the rest of the world and i realized not for me back inside mm, splash my butt splash my butt mm. yeah it's good uh i have no complaints and yeah heated floor I thought it was a ridiculous choice, but it's good. Really your good. mind
2: changed late oh, in you, life. Yes. You because you your a, wife said, Marty. Bathroom, she went, Marty. All-
1: Wait, say what?
3: What do you have a heated floor in the bathroom or just everywhere?
1: In the bathroom. Can
3: I live in your bathroom?
1: Yeah, it is. Like Especially in mornings like today when it was wicked
3: cold. Uh, it was a delightful place to be. <clears throat> California boy, you don't say wicked. That's for me and Steve, mostly me. You don't seem to say <laughs> wicked cold. But I went to fucker.
1: I went to college in New England.
3: <sighs> that doesn't Ugh, sound great. Good. That uh, was that was that was like a hermetic. You went to
2: college bubble. in a, the tri state area. Get over it.
3: <laughs> I don't have yeah. to
2: get over anything. I'm I'm comfortable. Don't don't get me. I'm I'm in such a good mood. Don't bring up Connecticut.
1: Are you in a good uh, mood because Tom it's, Brady's in
3: the it's Super Bowl? They the, the, oh <laughs> do fucking God. State.
2: Uh, Hey, hey qu- quick note: uh, all NFL announcers who are announcing games where Tom Brady's playing, everyone on fucking Earth knows he's forty-three. I don't yeah. need to be told that six times. We know he's old. We he looks like he's fucking twenty-eight. I know. It's like I get who it.
1: cares? Like. How old he is? If he's on the field performing like a fucking champ, like who cares? Yeah, just and...
2: talk about the game, and if you have nothing to say, just don't say anything. But well, they they depressed. they go well.
3: He's forty three, and he's
2: looking like fuck off. I get it. We Wait, all have Google.
3: Are older than I am. They're the worst. Yeah, sportscasters are dumb. I
1: mean, it is crazy to think that he'll have like played in like twenty percent of the Super Bowls. <laughs> you know, um, is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, yeah,
2: he's, uh, 11- he, he's for those of you in Europe. This is American football, and he is a very handsome, extraordinarily handsome, forty-three-year-old quarterback who's going to the Super Bowl. Yep. yep. And I've watched him every single game since he was uh, Drew Brees. Not Drew Brees. Um, who was the guy? Who, Le- uh, Le- Drew Brees. Le- Drew Brees. Le- oh, sorry. Uh, you should be sorry. That was Drew Brees. Doug Flutie. Um, So, I watch him play football, and then as soon as the game is over, I don't watch anymore. Like, I don't watch interviews. I don't follow him on social media. Like, he's just a guy that does a thing, and he's very good at it. But I don't want to know anything else about him until, like, earlier this week where uh, YouTube suggested a video of him. And um, he can't fucking talk. Well,
1: I don't think he's known for his smarts. Uh, it's
2: it's it's like he's wearing a tom brady mask and I've the mouth me- mechanism isn't working or he's got 10 too many teeth i'm like oh god and then he's like they're like what do you what do you do at the gym he's like i listen to music i like you too and then it cuts to him listen at a u2, to u2, u2. shows no. singing a u2 song uh-huh. very badly and i was like i i w- this is why i don't i just well, watch him play football. <laughs> He is a vegan.
1: And I've been doing yeah. that for this month, and I've had the biggest poops ever. Like, because I'm oh, just eating. Go slow, slow,
2: slow, slow. it down, Marty.
1: Let's oh just, like, man, we have let's plenty of time. More. I want to hear. Uh, you just start off with some, you know, whole grains and some granola, and it mm. just, it just. No, no, no. We're talking about the poop. But you the poop. What I don't you oh, care. Oh no, what I'm you just eat, saying that. Fucking th- This is, this is where, how it builds up because then it's just like uh, I'm hungry all the time. is
2: foreplay. We're gonna get to the poop so later. I'm just
1: constantly just shoving food into my mouth. And yeah. then what happened? And then uh, like two, three times a day, sometimes four. Just
0: Ooh, giant poops. Multi.
2: Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure, while we're in the, the tree of trust, the safe uh, boys. Yeah. Nobody. Everybody. Yeah, if you're a girl, don't listen. Yeah. We, we lost. The, li-
1: yeah. We
0: never <laughs> we lost
2: it. Carol. She fucking. Sorry, she Carol. went back staring out the window. Um, I, uh, I'm jealous of people who can poop multiple times a day. Cause I can't do it for reasons previously discussed here. Cause I got a hemorrhoid issue and I have to immediately take a shower after I poop. Like I can't, it's just, that's the only way to deal with what ails me. So I have trained my body since I've had this since I was 19 to poop in the morning. Uh-huh. And I mean, I've been on a vegan thing or not vegan, but a healthy thing and no drinking for four weeks. I wake up at like six in the morning and I have to run to the bathroom.
1: I have to pee all the time. Oh, oh, you have no, to no, poop no. You have to poop.
2: I no, I have to I like I can't like I can like oh, oh it's time and it's not bad. It's not like wet and gross, but I I I hurt when you get older. You have a hard time pooping. Like I I'm, nope. I I just want to sleep for another hour. Like my poop can't wait to get out of me.
3: Yeah. I've been I uh, since uh New Year's uh I I've joined uh, Shelly on doing keto and it's exactly the opposite. Oh, I went from really satisfying, great big logs, you know, <laughs> that, that were that were uh, helped by uh, you know soluble carbs, water soluble rice, and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm I'm eating vegetables and protein, and it's just like I'm losing weight, but the poops are not the way I'm doing it. It's just these little rabbit poops and very unsatisfying i like i really like to have a great
2: big food. i see i had no idea because i'm doing the just meat and vegetables you thing know what almost. you should do john
1: is take some fentanyl and uh some opioids <laughs> and you'll be all better all I'll be better. Com- i'll be comfortable you <laughs> would be comfortable it was so comfortable. Uh,
2: and right, john look looks just, like the kind of guy like if you did heroin or opium with him he'd be he just like put on some jazz and he would start just throwing down poetry like you've never heard you seem like you'd be the cool dude to hang out with on. Uh, if I if,
3: I if I was on opioids. Yes. Like if, if, we're oh, yeah. room, so no, so if
2: we're all in a so room. No, if we're all in a room and Marty smokes some opium, he'd just fall asleep. Oh, I yeah, yeah. whatever drug I'm on. I'm exactly like this. But John would like put on a fedora and he put on like Charlie Parker and he just start scatting and talking. I think it would be amazing. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: We're all right. Try. Tune
2: in next week, everybody.
0: <laughs>
3: Uh, <laughs> is there Just, any there's no safe is anyone on the dark web be really right Say that again? I mean there's no safe opioids. Um well, what do you mean safe? Yeah. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't I'm not interested.
2: You mean like medicinal opioids or I
1: mean they're
3: great for oh, if you're, you're a, like that you don't get addicted to. Oh, I no. mean that's You know why heroin is called heroin? Anybody? Cuz it's a non it was it was a it's a brand name and it was heroic it was heroin it was mm. developed by the Bayer company because they thought this stuff is non-addictive version of uh of morphine mm. we're going to and it's so great we're going to call it heroin like it's a hero wow. uh, and
1: that that was the whole promise of uh you know that of oxycontin too is that y- you wouldn't get addicted and they you know, they paid off much worse name though Yeah, no, it's true. But they they paid off a bunch of doctors to go out, go you know, have these uh, seminars saying, "Oh, this stuff is great. You, it's time release. You won't get addicted." And it wasn't as time release as people thought. And people uh, needed to re up their, take more and more and more. And that's that's why we have um, opioid related uh, laxatives being sold to you on uh, CNN. Uh,
2: those are my favorite. I had a back injury in the, and in I the opioids
1: since June.
2: <laughs> really back me up. Oh, I love that. Like oh, I got to get on. Like that's another pill you got to buy. That's a fucking great deal. I know uh, it's the worst. <laughs> These people.
1: Yeah. Um, so there is a list that came out on the ringer.com. Got to give credit where credit's due. It came out yesterday. Uh, they were named the top fifty cult movies according to them. Mm. I'll just go through the first ten and and uh, but
2: wait about cults or like movies that are cult movies.
1: A cult movie. So like the oh. first number one is of course the Big Lebowski. You know that cult oh, movie really? that was Rocky released Heart. by that studio. Uh, Rocky yeah, with, Horror with huge stars in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rocky Horror Picture okay. Show was number two. Dazed and confused. Mm. Uh, number three. Wait, think of all the movie stars in that one: Ben Affleck and Mahehe. Yeah. and. Uh,
2: name name two more.
1: Uh, Renee Zellweger was an extra in that, and uh, <laughs> Joey Adams. Uh, mm.
2: Name two more. Mila
1: Jovovich, <laughs> uh, there you Parker go. That's Posey, Joey
3: Adams, friend of the show. Um, you mentioned Joey Adams four times. So I, what? You mentioned Joey Joey Adams four times. Since you made, you, had, you listed ten people and made, mentioned Joey Adams four times. So you only mentioned six people.
1: Oh, I thought it, oh. check check the
2: tapes, people.
1: Yeah. Right, let's
3: go back. Uh, <laughs> I, I think this whole conversation has to be stopped and scrapped and started again.
1: Yeah. Um, what what's, what's number four? Scott Pilgrim. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. Oh yeah. Number number five is Donnie Darko. Mm, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Number really six wild. is Wet Hot American Summer. Great movie. Mm-hmm. I mean these are all really good movies. Uh seven is Eraser Head. I think that mm-hmm. fits the the bill. Uh, that was it. Um Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Heathers. Really? And number 10 was Office Space. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, then there are 40 more. So I guess the question is because you've you've got a bunch of movies that had like big distributors and cost millions of dollars. Um and then you've got like Eraserhead, which uh like david lynch made while he was at afi like he started it when he was a student there and then he got money from afi to make it and then sort of like scrapped it together as black and white and all crazy and weird uh and didn't go through that studio sort of development and that seems like the true nature of a cult movie but i don't know what is a cult movie to you guys well, what what does it say in the list? Oh,
3: no, uh, we'll answer it first. Yeah, and more.
1: tweet in your favorite cult movies, by the way, um, please,
3: or if you have a good definition of one, too. I guess I would say that a cult movie is a movie that has a, a fan base that doesn't that watches it over and over again, not really because they enjoy it in the traditional way, but because there's a kind of a, a community communal experience about how. Weird or awful or
1: strange
3: it is, like the room, yeah, like the room or like rockeller
2: <laughs> <Power laughs> it just it. nailed you uh, the, the what? Hey, drink, everybody, yeah, the everyone, room. yeah mm, try it with two o's this time. the room mm, mm. one more o
3: <laughs> the room Stretch.
2: I would have said stretch, Romo stretch. no no, no, the o's are next to each other. the
3: room. The room?
2: Oh, rum. rum. No, put the O's where the U is, put two O's.
3: What U? There's, no, there's no, <laughs> no U in room. <laughs> okay. What's wrong with you? I don't know.
2: Room. 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 Rum.
1: Okay. So, John. <laughs> what? I like your definition. Can, continue. <laughs>
3: I think I was done.
1: Okay. <laughs> you, you're or like done. You know,
3: Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. Like when I saw Rock, I, I never saw a Rocky Horror picture show in a movie theater i saw it on tv after hearing that it was this amazing thing and i was like oh my god this is terrible you know but then it's fun because it's so terrible and uh oh oh my gosh did you guys see the uh jack black uh time warp that came out the, it was about voting it was like no. once ago oh great little video uh, oh so much fun uh
1: yeah i i I think that that movie is not a, a great movie, but it has some great things in it. I, I saw yeah. like a live performance of it mixed with like clips of the movie at Universal Studios. Like it lasted 20 minutes. It was awesome. It was great. Super uh, amazing. And I didn't have to sit through all the shitty parts of it. Um, and yeah, got enough of Susan Sarandon boobs to make me happy. Um so, but what about a movie like Brazil, which is some people say is like it's number thirty-one on this list? is a is a fantastic movie. It's a great movie. It, it was the studio that made it tried to tank it. They didn't want to release it, but it uh, got snuck into a um a film festival and did very well there. So they released it. They had a studio version. Anyhow, like it's a sort of a masterful movie. It's I think it's a flawed movie, but it's there's certain certainly a lot of mastery to it uh does that fit your qualification then still me yeah
3: I, well i i guess i don't i don't know that there's a, a cult around it i mean it seems like you know cult movies kind of have cults around it i i have never i it definitely is a weird movie but are there people like i i like to get stoned and watch the big lebowski every christmas that makes it a cult movie for me i watch the big lebowski with my brother Unless there's a uh, international pandemic and I can't go visit him. Oh. Yeah, sad.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Like this list, and it's you can go to the Ringer.com, whatever. It, it it's filled with a lot of movies that were unappreciated. Yeah, or, which isn't or, or, necessarily or,
1: the same thing as a cult film,
2: right? I, yeah, like a like I, I disagree. Like, yes, the Big Lebowski. I've been to a Big Lebowski bar in Germany. Like, this is a cult. Th- mm-hmm. It's a themed bar after a movie that was okay but yeah and exactly like rocky horror picture show they're still showing it people jump on stage like that feels like a cult but Brazil's just like some film pretentious fuck is talking about it at a party and you're like uh-huh yeah that's great it's I all th- a dream or something yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's funny though i love it but oh I it's a sorry. good
2: movie but yeah. i like I, I think john's definition is more apt yeah and it well, does, in,
1: it's in the name cult. yeah i was about to say it's, yeah, it's it's really,
2: yeah it's really yeah it's really they bury the lead
0: in the lead uh,
1: i would i would say that repo man even though there's not necessarily the same fervor of of cultishness around it is like a movie that i really loved uh, when i was in high school and mm-hmm. and because it does it i i did like listen to the soundtrack uh slavishly and uh Watched it several times, and and it was a movie that like none I'd ever seen before. Alex Cox. Well, I guess there there
3: are cult movies that were that the cult has sort of died out. Like, uh, I remember when Repo Man, Repo Man was a cult movie for like fifteen years, right? And like right. Kiss Me Deadly, right? Which Repo Man has elements of, and and Kiss Me Deadly shows up as a as something uh, that's it, Kiss Me Deadly ends with a guy opening a suitcase. It's a right 15, you might. You, you might
1: remember that from the Tarantino movie, right? He yeah, rips that it's off. Cult Fiction. Yeah,
3: he rips end. that off. It's exactly the same thing, right? But um, so Kiss Me Deadly was like a cult movie, but now you know, like only film geeks like me remember it. Saying, you know, Repo Man is is definitely was very cultish, but now that cult kind of died out. And maybe you know, I guess I would say Brazil was a cult movie for like five years, and then it wasn't. Until what's his name Terry Gilliam made another movie like Baron Munchausen is another movie that was you know Baron Munchausen played it made like half of the money it made in Seattle it played in Seattle for like seven (laughs) months it played in almost every other place for a a weekend
1: wow Uh, yeah it was not uh, it was also a flawed movie
3: Um, I think all of his movies are pretty flawed Terry I think he's nuts yeah I really would have liked to see was it Don Quixote he was gonna make he yeah. did make it. Oh, he did? And yes. it never got released?
2: Uh, it did, but, you know. Oh. No. It, it was a better documentary. Kind of mm-hmm. like uh, Apocalypse Now. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm, not a good movie. Mm. Kind of a mess. Better documentary.
3: Uh, I would say kind of a mess. I don't know about not a good movie. Uh, mm. Yeah. Well, I, guess, I guess there's a lot more conflict and, and, uh, and character development in the documentary.
2: Um, yeah there's a <laughs>
1: JP mentions liquid sky which is from the 80s uh, not, oh yeah not I love that movie. Enough to be a cult but a, a surreal experience it's about um, a UFO that comes down into like uh, the village and it thrives off of uh, the drug that is produced when you have sex and so a bunch of people have sex and as they're having sex I think the the UFO kills them or something like that uh, I've vaguely remember it but yes i saw it and it was a big deal for me and um and then he also mentions uh, movies 80s m- musicals like the apple uh, which i never saw actually i've always never read, heard of it um yeah it's a it's like a one of these bloated films that um did not I don't, I don't know it's i guess it has a cult following sergeant pepper's uh phantom of the paradise with paul williams um then that with paul williams I think so. Yes, and then uh, Tyson mentioned uh, Dr. Caligari, the uh, one from 1990. I guess that that's what it was called. Uh, plan Nine from Outer Space. That's just not a good movie, though. I guess that well, I guess that has a cult. Yeah,
2: is, like you have to come with a distinction between The Room, which people is a cult movie, but people watch to parody its ineptitude, like Plan Nine. But yeah. people actually like The Big Lebowski.
1: Yeah yeah oh, did anyone see the forbidden zone that was the one uh with the yeah. uh, oingo boingo yeah have you seen it no no i know the producer yeah. but i i never um
3: it didn't look good to me i don't know why it's, it, i wouldn't say i mean it is so crazy it's what it's one of. it's one of those it's just it has a unity of vision that is not good but it's unity of vision it's like if somebody has a really strong idea and it's a terrible idea and then they get all of their friends to help them execute it and it takes them two years and then you watch it and go, how, what, how did, Huh?" And then you actually, I met Richard Elfman, who's the director, he's right. Danny's brother, He because we did a version of it at uh, Sacred Food. Oh, that's live right. Show. Yeah. And it was similar. It was just like, what the fuck are we? <laughs> Why? Who?" Who thought this was a good idea?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Tyson says, oh, he mentions
3: Tetsuo, the Iron Man. I think that was like late 80s, I think. Black does, and white. Tyson, if, Tyson, if Tyson mentions Thugs of Hindustan, does that make it a cult movie with the, where the cult is just Tyson?
1: Yeah, I think that, that counts. That, that falls into your definition. Uh, and then yeah. Tyson does say, how sweet would it be to have a dark, would a dark ride, based theme park with all rides based on cult films be uh, that would be that'd be awesome that Donnie Darko one would be pretty uh creepy
3: yeah I gotta see mm. Donnie Darko
1: it is a very pretentious movie is it mm. yeah Okay.
2: I, I, I saw the theaters I did not understand what happened I, and it came out and streaming I watched it again I did not know what happened and it was only until the director's cut which explains huge parts of the movie in terms of time travel, and what the fuck is actually happening, that I could actually understand the movie. It was it was like a precursor to when I watch a mind-bending show or movie, and then the second it ends, I go online. Someone's got a blog that explains what the fuck right. I just saw. Yeah, It was, I mean, I, I would recommend seeing the director's cut if you've never seen the regular, because it doesn't make any, you just, it doesn't make sense.
3: Everything you just said, just put the priority of watching Donnie Darko. Uh, just put it lower down. Yeah, it's
2: it's okay. You're fine.
1: <laughs> uh, Steve, is there a cult film that you like that you want to? Well, recommend? I don't
2: know. suppose now that like we're redefining language real time and live, like I don't know if this well, is a cult movie.
1: Whatever. I mean, it's a it's an amorphous thing.
2: I loved Repo Man growing up. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Yeah, it's just it was one of those. It was the first movie that I noticed little tiny things in the audio, like little conversations that were on a radio that were crazy. You know, Mm -hmm. you had to like watch the movie over and over again. Mm -hmm. This was in the and all these great
1: little moments in there, too. And
2: yes, I know it's like symbolism 101 or filmmaking 101, but someone will be talking about a plate of shrimp, they'll have a conversation, and then five scenes later, someone will be on the phone and they'll be like, Plate of shrimp, 199. There was like all these repeated moments and easter eggs in it and yeah as a yeah. young kid with nothing to do you just watch it over and over oh did you get that did you get that where they did this and did that and you know it's like fucking peak um emilio estevez yeah and harry he, Dean stanton harry Dean stanton right? who's oh, like the, so great. like and i re- i watched it recently and it's like it's funny and the characters are funny but like the editing is funny mm-hmm. like the way they get out of a scene the way they just it's a it's a fantastic movie from a guy that fucking just flamed out like it's really sad Alex we, Cox. We
3: were, i think i think you actually stepped away just for a second we were talking about repo man before as a cult movie and how it, it was like oh by the uh, way
2: i tried to not look at my pee when i peed and i had to stare at it <laughs> and i was sitting down which was fucking movies. hard
3: um so so uh but we, the, my my uh, thought was that there are movies that are cult movies for a while, and then they kind of fade away. And Repo Man was like a, a cult movie for like 15 years. But now it's not not something that people sort of seek out as much as they did. Like when I was in college and afterwards, people would talk about Repo Man all the time. And yeah. I, I think when I was in college, I think about people were talking about Eraserhead like nonstop. Like it was the most amazing thing that had ever happened. And now nobody, nobody talks about it at all and nobody watches it.
2: I've never seen it. That's that's I the one, have, David I Lynch. I've never seen.
3: But I think I think that you know the the cults actually die out. You know, people go on to different things. Like yeah. I think Brazil was a cult movie for like five years. Around the Yeah, yeah I
1: don't know what happened, to Alex Cox. He did um, the movie he did after that soon, or maybe a couple after that was the Highwaymen. It was this our patro- Highway Patrolman. It's like this, I mean, he's a really interesting filmmaker. It was it shot in Mexico in Spanish and, and had like 100 cuts in it, which is like very, very few. Um, and then he just, like you said, he kind of... Well, yeah, unless
2: they're all the, at the same time. Did he do the... <laughs> the first 100 seconds of the movie are all cuts and then yeah. the rest of the movie, it's a single take. Yep.
3: There's 100 cuts. Is uh... he
2: actually obligated to cut, make no more than 100 cuts?
3: Did he make that Western with... Um... Elvis uh, Costello and yeah, yeah, yeah. Walker, hell.
1: Or, huh? oh Walker, Walker, Walker,
3: yeah. What's it called, Walker?
1: Um, yeah, with Ed Harris, and then he did uh, Sid and Nancy, obviously, of course. Yes, yes. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, as as I was a fan of his, and then I worked with the guy that was in Sid and Nancy. I was just like, oh, what, what was he like? And that was peak. That was like at, at the pro- the the apex of his powers. And he's like, I, I we would come in. Me, uh, The woman who plays uh, Nancy Spungen, they'd say, why don't we do this scene in uh, spacesuits? And he'd be like, great, let's do it. Like any, any fucking idea as great. Like I, I want to do this scene where I'm talking with my girlfriend, but we're both uh, naked on horses. He's like, great, let's get those horses. It's like, oh yeah, he's uh, he definitely looks at his poop. <laughs> <laughs> or he's never seen his poop. Or he's never seen never. his poop. Yeah. yeah. Just like, oh, so... Yeah, is that why the movie's just so weird and off kilter? It's like, yeah, just anything goes. Whatever. And he did get like
1: two um, perfect actors for that. Like Chloe Webb is so just—you want to, you want to shoot her at by the end. That's like she's so annoying in that.
2: Yes, um, uh, I would say that. Yeah, that's like a cult movie. Like no one liked it, no one cared. But it's—I am sure there's a there's a girl somewhere in America who's got a poster of it in her room, as she's lightly cutting herself.
3: When, when uh, Gary Oldman was in Quick um, Up Your Ears and then yes. uh, Sid and Nancy and um, uh, I think it just uh, there were a couple other. It was like. Actor least likely to live to be 50. Why? He just he just seemed like he was completely <laughs> unhinged and unhinged.
0: I think he was.
3: Just, yeah, just exactly. And it's just really surprising to see him, you know, playing Churchill. Right? He played you you yeah. get
2: older and you go to AA. I don't know. He's yeah, like sober. Exactly. Yes. No,
3: he got sober. Yes.
2: Uh,
1: that's great. I, I do bristle at films that like try to be campy um, and cultish. Uh, except, For example? Well, like something like, um, I don't know, like uh, some of those um, Broken Lizard movies. I, I I don't know. It's not. Like, super troopers super troopers oh they're
2: just they're just trying to be funny i guess so uh
1: but um trying yeah i actually haven't seen them so i shouldn't say but i i do think I that I that paradise island one it wasn't very good oh club paradise yeah yeah, yeah uh, i worked on that big trouble in little china is one oh. that i love and that yeah is like a movie that that embraces its campy campish can't be nature and Mm -hmm. it's just a great movie awesome movie um what did you do on club dread or whatever i was kidding oh i
2: was gonna tell john i did an uncredited comedy punch-up and what jokes did he have problems with (laughs) Uh, was the one uh, who puts his dick in the guacamole because that was what, mine i thought that, what fuck, jokes that was gold. Did
3: I, I don't remember any of the jokes <laughs> no, there yeah, were none <laughs> uh so uh, i'm
2: sorry those broken it was, it was nice guys movie, it was a
3: movie about a bunch of murders that seemed like i had a tone problem
2: here's uh, i have no i have no beef with the broken lizard guys they're the funniest comedy troupe to at come out of uh, purdue or colgate like one of the brand name colleges I, it just when they exploded and got movies were everywhere, I was like, I've, I, I've probably sat through 10,000 comedy troops and I've been like, holy, each one like, holy shit, they should have a fucking movie and sh- like hilarious people I've seen come and go and just disappear to the ether. And then these ding dongs are in the movies. I was like, eh, eh, maybe somebody else could have maybe gotten to the the pros.
3: I, I, you know, I discovered this week that sort of is Letterkenny. You guys watch Letterkenny? Uh, I know I've, of it. I've watched one
1: half an episode of it. Okay. Is it good?
3: It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I don't know if it's, I can't even tell you if it's good. It's like made by aliens. It's like a rural like that. comedy
1: that takes place in uh, Canada, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, every, every episode starts out with something like there are 5,000 people in Letterkenny. These are their problems. The first episode starts with Letterkenny only has hicks, uh, splits, hockey players, and jackasses. These are their problems. Huh. Nice. And then and the main the guy, one of the creators is the main guy. He plays this guy, Wayne. And the way he talks, he has absolutely no affect. Every his, his face doesn't move. He just he has this sort of disgusted look on his face all the time. His body is shaped really weird, and he talks. He says hello. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he delivers these really funny. And Latin this is a writing.
2: Canadian production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I just, think it's on it's just, Hala.
3: But the uh <sighs> the, the writing is just fucking brilliant, and then delivered in this way, I've never seen before. That it's hilarious. Okay, okay.
2: so we're still in the safe space the tree of trust yeah there's no millennials allowed yeah uh have you guys ever watched trailer park boys no no oh it's an insanely popular canadian comedy show yeah yeah with a guy who's got coke bottle glasses and then two kind of dope dealing and i have watched a bunch of them and it just i i like i i'm looking at the screen like you guys are looking at me just sort of mm mm-hmm yep That was mm-hmm. yeah. That that happened. Yeah, it happened. just like does, and I, I understand. Look, I'm smart enough to know comedy is subjective, etc. But I just I'm Ooh, looking for someone so else smart. who just doesn't. Yeah, look at me. Uh, I'm taking I'm retaking the SATs just to bump myself up. Promise oh, myself yeah. at fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> if I can't get it up fifty points at fifty, that's fine.
3: Yeah, that's yeah.
2: important. I'm yeah, going go to go from nine twenty-five to nine seventy-five. Hmm. Yeah, but you guys, you don't you don't you've never seen it.
3: No, Trailer Park Park what's it on? C- Canadian, you
2: know. It's not Canadian. It's in I Canada. I it's it's Canada. in Canada. I I, I, like, I don't want to insult the the Canadian listener, uh, leaf up there in uh Ottawa. But I, it just like I don't know. I don't get it. I want someone to tell me I'm wrong.
1: Well, uh, you know, let's the, see. Um, Senior Smoke says that Letter Kenny sounds like Trailer Park boys, but more timid. Mm. And uh you know there's
3: nothing timid about Larry they,
1: Kenny. they also liked Slam and Salmon, the uh Broken Lizard film. And uh JP saw the assistant over the weekend. It was interesting, but an unpleasant cinema verite experience. Yeah, it didn't look very fun. Uh, but he also watched Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan, and that does sound uh, like a, a, a thrill ride of sorts. I definitely want to see that. But uh, it's twenty bucks right now. I don't want to pay for it. Oh God! It's, what? That's too much. Yeah, they, you you can only rent it for twenty bucks, unless you're Steve.
2: <clears throat> wow. Why? I don't get screeners. Okay.
1: Whoa, that's what's a it lot called?
2: Prom- promising.
1: A promising young woman.
2: Oh. I've heard uh, the people are talking about it. I don't know yeah, what the Yeah, so pow-
1: this actress, first time director, and apparently she's uh, the direction is really top-notch mm. and the story is full of um full of excitement
3: twists and turns <laughs> uh okay. but um, I'm in. i don't have to see it now i can wait till it's free i'm sure
2: when yeah. it comes to the library
1: so did you yeah yeah, yeah what's <laughs> the uh, rent the laser disc canopy uh what did you guys what did you show in yeah. today's class john
3: uh, just uh, talking today. Just talking. Oof. Oh, there's poor kids. I just uh, yes. in, they introduced themselves, and I there's a there's a uh, pattern patterns in what the kids are watching. A lot of um, mentions of uh, criminal minds, which I find strange. Hmm. Um, and
2: well, they're engineers, right? They're like they're they they don't look at their poop.
3: Right. So for the most part, these are people that don't look at their poop. They just trust. They're yeah, high-functioning, the high high they cognitive understand. individuals.
2: Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah I, I guess they wouldn't want to be challenged with Letterkenny. They want a, a puzzle they can figure out. Oh, I wonder who murdered her. Oh,
3: cool. Uh, the, 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 uh, there's a lot an uh, awful lot of uh, more and more uh, fans of uh, Japanese anime. Yeah, baby. Uh, 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 cartoons and stuff like that. Um,
2: mm, anime is not a cartoon.
3: Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Big, uh asian japanese uh anime cartoon manga mm. cartoon comic book <sighs> okay sorry i'm old i know these okay. words um and uh yeah that, that was yeah, that's that's what happened today it was good i love i love teaching it's just so funny i did it yesterday i had two classes it just took six hours and i was done i was like give me more and then I, I passed out uh delightful yeah, I'm going to show Wizard of Oz, the first movie this, this semester. Wizard of Oz, uh, Casablanca, maybe maybe All the President's Men, maybe some other sort of new Hollywood movie. Um, I showed All the President's Men last uh, last semester, and it, it All the President's Men kind of peters out. I don't know if you have seen it since it came out. It's a very good movie, and then at the end, it's just a teletype.
2: Is it Sidney Lumet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not a fan of music in his movies. Mm-hmm. And uh that one could have used a little uh, tingling of the keys. Oh wasn't Sydney LeMay? Okay, I I that. Alan Pacula?
3: Yeah. Pucula. Pucula.
2: But like it's it in that seventies, have... like it, it needs a little it needs a little uh freshening up, a little tightening, a little
3: it's pretty yeah, dry. That's I, mean, I, I wanna show them the, the sort of the breakdown of the Hollywood system that happened in the Yeah, I think every I mean, Every movie in I like the seventies, but take it outside and step on it, and then and and shit on it, and then bring the the the, the negative back in, and then we'll watch it.
1: Yeah, and also just like pacing wise, everything from the seventies to the early eighties is just feels glacial by comparison. Like yeah. E.T. just goes on forever and ever and ever, and like before stuff happens, and you're like, if I were a kid nowadays, I would just be like, I would, I wouldn't know what to do, you know. Yeah, uh, not enough stimulation there. Not enough uh,
3: blinking lights and video game stuff. Um, all right, uh,
1: hold on, just a second.
3: Mm-hmm. There's a, a thing about all the Presidents Men is there's a lot of, but um, a lot, it's a, a lot of great shots, but um, it's also kind of doesn't really go anywhere. And they smoke what, a lot it, of cigarettes. You know the That's ending. Smokes like a cigarette every single scene he's in.
1: It's weird seeing people smoke in movies these days isn't it mm-hmm. It's weird seeing people smoke at all actually uh, I yeah yeah you know. well uh, we, what did we i just looked- watch oh i watched
2: uh, fargo season four with chris rock mm-hmm. and uh, a very talented cast and it's it's set in the 50s oh yeah jason uh, schwartzman's in it and he's really funny oh, and yeah. he's he smokes in every single scene he's in mm-hmm. and i get because I, I don't like cigarettes i get like kind of grossed out after a while yeah, I think we had the issue with the uh, Russian doll.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, like enough, I, I get it. She smokes. She's edgy. She's ble- like yeah. And I, she I, I can't stinks. look at any more ashes. It's yeah. I can smell that fucking gross cigarette smell in my head.
3: One of the one of the grossest things I've ever seen in the movie after the scene in Hereditary with a girl get your head popped off. Right after that is Crazy Heart when. Do um, you ever see Crazy Heart? Nope. Jeff Jeff Bridges and
2: uh Molly I, Ringwald.
3: Mo, no, I uh, <laughs> Martin,
2: Martin Landau.
3: What's her name? <laughs> the, could,
2: no, this is my favorite game. Uh, Carrie Mulligan.
3: Um, she got blue eyes. Oh, her uh, brother is a famous actor who's uh, in Brokeback Mountain, whose name I can't remember. Yeah, oh, Maggie, okay, not Keith Ledger, <laughs> the other guy. Don't tell yeah, him Shirley Shirley Ledger. <laughs> Shirley Shelley <laughs> Tina Louise. Gina Louise, <laughs> uh, Ann Dawes. Is Ann Dawes as Alan? D-O-C. It was, anyway, so she's a young woman, and, and uh, what's his name? Bridges, Bo Bridges' brother. Bo Bridges. Mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is playing his anyway. old country star, and he smokes, like, 17 cigarettes and drinks, uh, like, a half a bottle of whiskey and then vomits, and then she makes out with him. She kisses him after that, and I just want to I just want to die. It's, just, sound, it's yeah. just awful.
1: Yeah. It's hard there enough for me it. to watch people like kiss in the morning, you know, when they mm. in these movies. Mm. Um, uh, Tyson <laughs> wants to know if we are all former cigarette smokers. None of us, I think, are. We're nope. Cigarettes. Never smoked. Oh, yeah, smoked.
2: oh, oh John. Didn't? Yeah. Look at him.
3: I, sm- I I didn't smoke enough to. I just smoked when I drank.
0: Mm. Oof.
3: Um, That's
2: rough in Maine. That's a rough number.
3: Yeah, here we oh, go. Right, when I when when I, when I smoked it was okay to smoke indoors. Uh. Um What is Marty doing? I don't know, we're just waiting on everybody. Mail sack, mail oh. sack. Come on. Get my Insta. Mail sack. Oh,
1: that's the worst. Sorry
0: guys. Uh, yeah,
2: that was great they so going back to what you said earlier, John, about how this movie you watched was so miss. It was a unity of, of, of creative vision, but it was the wrong unity or the wrong creative vision.
3: It was, it was like, it, it was forbidden. Zone. It was like, if a completely crazy homeless person, it was Dennis Woodruff. Remember Dennis Woodruff? Yeah. It's the movie Dennis Woodruff would have made if he had money.
2: But I think you're talking earlier about a movie. Someone showed you yeah, and you were like, I don't get it. And, um, you have to
1: tell Since people you
3: got, who
2: Dennis
1: Woodruff is.
2: Dennis Woodruff right. is this goofball actor that paints his name on his car and shows up at parties. And you're like, "What? Why?" Was, his
3: car. He and his his car was in a Volcano. Yes, and it,
2: like he had a
1: one with a, a paper mache head of himself on top of the car. He, had he drives car. around
2: trying to be, become famous, and right. he's become he famous an, because he's not famous.
1: Another car which had all his headshots like plastered all over it. And then, so, in Inferno, wait, was it Volcano? Inferno? I don't know. Uh,
0: no, it was, it was Dante's Peak, was dude, come on. Dante's
3: Peak was the other one. So, <laughs> it, well, Volcano his, was the one that happened in LA.
1: Yeah, so his car gets eaten up in there, and everybody in the whole audience just clapped. Because, yeah. Yeah, because you saw him everywhere, and he
2: was just- Is he around anymore? I haven't seen him in years.
3: I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I've seen him. Yeah. I bought, yeah. I, bought so, a, but, I bought a videotape from him once. I don't know what happened to
2: it. Oh yeah, he's tried to sell that his independent movie for I'd just be at a party and there's like, like that's Dennis Woodruff. Like why is he here? And why is he trying to sell you a VHS of his movie?
1: Anthony from Moab sent us a little message if you want to send Hi. a little message. Uh, please email us Noonar Podcast recorded uh, or written, no video because not good.
2: Go to your supermarket, get some like original recipe biscuits, um, the ones in the pre-roll packages. Go home, get a shot glass. You're gonna open up the, the uh, biscuits. Then with the shot glass, you're gonna cut a hole right in the middle, right? And you take it out. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have oil heated to say, I don't know, about 350-ish. Mm-hmm and then when it's the oil's heated you take that biscuit and you put it in the oil and then you take the little donut hole and you put that in the oil and guess what you got donuts
3: cheap and easy good.
2: thanks right.
1: oh this is anthony i did not know
3: that. Oh, by the way
2: later
1: guys yeah that sounds good
2: that's a sweet hack i like that yeah and then wow i was just thinking about those tubs today or the other day you know those
1: Pillsbury tubes, the,
2: the Pillsbury rolls. that You get home, you kind of twist it, and it pops out, explodes yeah. out. Yeah, I loved those. Uh, the, yeah. They
1: were always better in theory than they were when you actually ate them. But I, I did always love them. Um, and take a, one of the flaky ones, and you've got a cronut when you try yeah. it. Uh, all right, thanks for the hack, Anthony. And then he writes again and says, "Hey, Merp, sorry if my voicemails are weird." I have been in such an anti-depression mood for a few days, uh, and the numbness is starting to be way less painful in my right arm and hand. Uh, Utah is making some new laws, I guess, that states, uh, we are giving rural counties more ability to control the tourism as the county sees fit. So That means that the, uh, the SUVs, a.k.a. Uh, Razor, I don't know. Uh, basically, they're uh, off-road vehicle dune buggies and every one of them are of the drivers. They drive uh, like fucking ass, motherfucking, fisting, dog licking, fucktards. Uh, mm. The UTVs are oh, what has triggered the exactly MS. You mean. Yes. Uh, so he says the UTVs are what have, has triggered the MS. And yesterday my wife and I had a total of five extremely great goosebump making wonderful news. Biggest is my wife's promotion. Uh, congratulations! My son is in the 98th percentile for children his age, meaning
3: for that in what in, uh, in I, size, yeah. Size. Uh-huh.
1: My old massage spa boss just purchased 36 of his uh, burl earrings. Um, first fucking sale ever. Uh Yay. Spectacular. Sorry if I'm babbling on. No, that no, this is the forum to do it. Uh, but I had to tell you, we've been on an adventure together for a few months, and I on Monday will be mailing. Gifts, oh, that's lovely. Oh, huzzah. and I will maybe share them. We'll see.
2: Hey, I like to hear good news these days. Yes, uh, yeah, knows is. you come and hang out with Marty for two hours. It's a fucking cavalcade of bad news. Yeah. Um. But I, uh, I fuck. But I forgot the other part. I liked. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm glad that. I mean, that is a whole bunch of. Good news.
3: I, I can't tell a story. Jesus. <laughs>
1: Uh, Anyhow, that it's all great news, Anthony, and uh, I hope you never see one of those uh, off-road vehicles ever again.
2: That's that's the thing. That was why I I feel a a, a to him because there are gentlemen, and I know they're men, driving around my neighborhood with cars that make a shitload of noise. I don't know. I I thought you like a, a a sign of class was a Tesla, which is silent. But for some reason, people get like aftermarket dual exhausts on their fucking Lexuses and drive around and make the most unbelievable sound. And it's I, I I'm so glad I feel I feel heard.
0: All right.
1: Can you give
2: me a hug, John? Yeah. So I really enjoyed that letter a lot.
1: Um, all right. So you know. Paul writes in and says, hello, Marty, Cassandra, Steve, and John. It's Paul, longtime listener, sometimes emailer. I got behind a bit in my podcasts and finally got all caught up. That's amazing. I'm behind on all my podcasts. And uh, I must say that I really enjoyed hearing Dan. I realized how much more I missed mm. him than I actually thought I did. We'll have to Obviously. have him back. Uh, John, it was great having you two just uh, connect on on the air as it were. Yeah,
3: it's great to see Dan. Dan is one of my favorite people I've ever met in my whole life. I yes,
1: love Dan. He's, a, he's a great man and um, heart of gold. Marty, at one point you asked what things we learned in 2020 that stuck with us. Uh, one big thing I learned in 2020, and it fits into the mythos of the show as well. I'm just sad I found out uh, Bill was on before I caught up. So what I learned is a truly fuck Cleveland moment in American history. So this goes back to Alan Freed, the DJ who claimed to have invented the term rock and roll and also um, held the first rock concert. Well, much to Bill's dismay, uh, that is a whole bunch of whitewashing and white privilege. I'll explain a bit more. So the term rock and roll has been in use by the African-American community since at least the 1920s. That's the first time it appeared in song. It was a colloquialism for having sex. It first appeared in print in 1942 in an article by Maury uh, Denker in uh, Billboard magazine about Sister Rosetta Thorpe's song Rock Me. Alan Freed, uh, Alan Freed would have known about this term and it being used in Billboard magazine, magazine since he was a DJ and would have read that magazine. Also, Freed's Moondog Coronation was never described as a rock concert until well after the concert, and none of the bands on the bill would be considered rock and roll. Percy Faith, hello. So yes, it's a big fuck Cleveland. Sadly, Bill won't be around to uh, have him uh, this read to him. Keep up the good work, Paul. Well, thank you for the history uh, history lesson, Paul. That's a great one. And I think it's the first time that uh, in history that, and probably the only time that a white person has co-opted black culture. But um, there, there it is.
2: No, Eminem did it too. Oh, he did. Oh, okay, two times. So. Two times
3: it's happened.
1: Right. Wait,
2: Eminem, and, uh, Vanilla and Ice, Ice
3: and Elvis and uh, Pat Boone. <laughs> and, uh, well, now you're just making <laughs> names Dave up. Carson now you're just and um, yeah.
2: Dave Chappelle
3: <sighs> on Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Name, he's French, isn't he? Yeah. So um. Isn't that funny? Because Alan, Fre- I mean, the rock and roll hall of fame is in Cleveland because of Alan Freed. Who Who's the- uh, can you,
2: can you back it up for me, grandpa? Who's Alan Fried?
3: Who got credit for in, uh, popularizing rock and roll. And he put, he, he supposedly, you know, was probably popularized the words rock and roll and, and put on a bunch of, uh, of concerts in Cleveland. And it was pretty popular. And he also kind of, he invented Payola. So Oh cool. He had that going for him. Yeah. There's a lot that's of why uh, the Rock Hall Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, because
2: Yeah, like, I always wonder that. Like that doesn't seem rock and roll no, to me.
3: It doesn't really, does it?
2: It seems like we're driving out west and then we ran out of gas. Yeah. Now, this place the r- <laughs> the river's on fire. <laughs> Just tell yourself you're in California. Yeah. Michael Binhock. Yeah.
1: Writes in from Germany. Good morning, Merps. I haven't written in a long time, but when Steven was talking about watching Food Wars, I had yeah. I had three weeks of vacation over Christmas and New Year's, and in that time, I also was watching a lot of anime. Food Wars was Are one you? of them. So just yeah. as a reminder, this is an anime about a, sort of a competitive world of food. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it's a kid. I mean, I'm, I'm only in the first season. It's a kid at a very prestigious cooking school. And he's a rogue outsider. And it's that's about it. He's He works at his dad's kind of diner. And his dad goes off to help a friend. And he goes to college. And that's it.
1: All right. I love it.
2: it sounds uh, like nothing happens. And it's the most fucking insane show.
1: Yeah. There are some great ones that are seemingly about nothing that just go <laughs> into batshit car- territory. Um, but uh, during the break, Michael is mostly watching Isekai. And that's a science fiction one, I believe, anime. Uh, those are animes where the protagonist is transported in a completely different world. Mostly it's a human, um, a normal human waking up in a fantasy world with unbelievable magic powers. But there's also one anime I love where a demon lord is transported to our world. It's called The Devil is a Part-Timer. Talking about food wars, maybe Steve can check out a restaurant from another world, which I think is also on Crunchyroll. All right? Uh, Will do. Yeah, and... Uh, I have a problem with dropping episodes on a weekly basis on streaming services like WandaVision. I'll wait for the last one. So he's uh, Michael is a binger. A binger. Yes. Uh, then a question for Stephen, mostly because uh, because he's uh, making tamagoyaki a lot. Yeah. Has he ever seen uh, YouTube the egg tornado? Instead of using the square pan and layering the egg, you use a wok and then with and a lot of oil and with a chopstick uh, with a chopsticks, a pair of chopsticks, you whisk the wok in a sort of circular thing. takes a bit of practice, and it forms this beautiful sort of cone. Um,
2: I have seen it on Instagram, and it looks amazing. I don't think I have a pan that's not dinged up enough, or that is dinged, that that isn't this smooth enough to deal with yeah, that. You need but a good I'm going to do that. Pan, yes, for sure. Thank you, Marty, for my tamago yaki pan.
1: Oh, good. I'm glad it, it's uh, holding up.
2: Doing pretty good. It's Korean made, you said?
1: Taychef, it yeah. It's a great, yeah. great, company. They do great nonstick. They, they, they go with the platinum uh, plus Teflon. That's the, the hardest <laughs> uh, consumer grade Teflon. You know, long lasting stuff. Um, P.S. I have the week off the first uh, week in March. I'd love to be a guest if you'd have me. Well, I, I don't. We'll have to see. I have to get up at four a.m. But uh, when my espresso machine is back from repair, from repair, I could manage. Oh, I guess yeah. Uh, online. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll we'll. That sounds good. Let us know the date, and if you want to email in, um, that's noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, did you guys watch anything this week of note?
3: Just Letter Kenny. That's probably the the, the new thing that we watched.
1: And are you still Season- joining Wandavision?
3: Uh yeah it's, it's certainly slow developing uh but it's very entertaining and uh Catherine Hahn I would uh, like to watch her read the phone book I would like to, to
2: show Catherine Hahn one of my poops
3: Okay I think she would have a very interesting reaction to your poops because she has interest interesting reactions to everything yeah. she and she's fantastic
2: Yeah never never bad in anything nope.
1: No no
3: and she does all kinds of different things yeah,
1: Very she was the star of that yeah. John Bomb show that only went six episodes. So I guess she isn't great How in sure everything. That? Um, I think it was like uh, Agents or something like that. She plays an agent, a- an agent. Free Agents. Okay. Free Agents, that's what it's called. Right. I uh, believe you. Um, but yeah, she's fantastic. So, um, all right. And Steve, did you? Uh, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve, Steve. Oh my God,
3: Steve vanished. He's, it's the. He's peeing. He's he, the, he's thinking about his poop. He's pooping and looking at it.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll just wait. We'll
3: just wait. wait. We'll
0: Quiet.
3: just wait. Oh, oh,
1: I gotta go. Oh, so did um,
3: yeah. Um, I'm just waiting.
1: Yeah, tell us about something that Yogi's up to.
3: Uh, Yogi is playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Um what is we he at have, home right now? He's at home. He's uh, leaving in uh, a week, um, and uh, we he doesn't know where he's going um, or what's happening. So, you know, and is he whatever. enjoying the program? Um, is he? He loves it. Yeah, we we just had his uh, teammates on. Uh, you know it last week. Um, so is Yogi and through the people that he's been working with. Uh, just a reminder people, of what he's doing. He's, he's uh, with AmeriCorps. So he's taking a year to do um,
2: multi-level marketing.
3: No, no. Uh, it's it's ostensibly, your skin looks great, though. You know, it's ostensibly uh, basically it's a public service program. So for those of you out there who are listening to this uh, podcast for the first time, let me tell you the serious thing. Uh, AmeriCorps includes the, um, well, it was sort of like an American version of the Peace Corps. So he goes and helps nonprofits or the government, like they helped FEMA. They helped uh, a nonprofit in um, uh, Kansas City uh, to uh, clean up um, uh, uh, weeds and tear down a house and stuff like that. Um, They worked with Habitat Humanity, and it's a really wonderful thing it's and i'm really proud of him for doing it and he's doing it in between uh Uh,
2: john 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 it's maggie gillenhall gillenhall gillenhall
3: yeah okay continue okay great um uh and so the uh but really i mean based on this uh in this podcast so those those of you who are just tuning in i want you to know that Americorps is a real thing and it's a great thing, but according to um, Steve and Cassandra and, and Marty uh, and and in my head now, uh, it's just basically an opportunity for young people to get together and have hot hot orgies. Which is why it's a great thing. I don't yeah, see why is, the,
1: why those things are mutually exclusive. Like we yeah. we agree with you, John. Right. Jeez. All right. I have some homework for everyone who's watching. Uh, listening, I mean, for what we should watch for next week. It's on Hulu. It's called Derek Dalgaudios, Delgaudios, In and Of Itself. It was on Broadway for, I know, almost a year. I really wanted to see it. It's supposed to be really good. It was directed by Frank Oz, who's uh, otherwise known as Yoda or Miss Piggy. Derek Dalgaudios, In and Of Itself. Uh, you can watch some of his stuff on YouTube. He's uh, an amazing. Uh, performer and um, it's it supposedly it's a very good uh short uh, feature one one it's an adaptation of his one man one person solo theater piece so there you go all right cool okay uh, so uh do you guys want to try a, a debate thing sure do you have a topic uh yeah I, I yeah um, do you want one, two or three? One. All right. Do you want four or against? Four. Uh, Spider-Man is the best superhero in the comic book universe.
3: Okay. Sh- do you Tell me when to go.
1: Okay. Well, I'll just give you a few minutes and then Steve, you will oh, be. I don't
3: need any minutes because it's true. It's easy.
1: You will be anti. Um, all right. Oh boy! All right. Uh, Oh wait, I I gotta get um, a a a little timer ready. So you will have a minute to state your case, and after that, I will. Yeah, I will will signal you when you're at um, uh, ten seconds. All
3: right. Uh, Ready, set, um, go. All right. First of all, I really want to thank uh, Marty for bringing up this topic, and I really want to thank um, the purveyors of the uh, uh, Martin Luther King Avenue Seven Eleven, which is our host. Uh, And I want to say hi to Miguel and thank him very much for the uh, uh, for the free soda. And um, I just want to say it's really clear that Spider Man is the best superhero um, because he comes with um, his own psychological baggage that makes him always interesting. He wants to stop um, web slinging, but he's addicted to it. He got his powers and he did what anybody would do, which is to use them to make money. And then he, his uncle was murdered by somebody he did not stop. And so he's completely racked with guilt. And so he's a, what, the first really, really interesting uh, superhero. He has real life problems. Um, and time, power, not overpowered. All right.
1: Uh, thank you for that.
3: With your. Um, I'd like to thank the judges and uh, butter them up.
1: Opening statement. You have one minute, Mr. Kruger, starting now.
2: Hi. I'd like to thank uh, all the listeners and everyone here at the Royal U Lamb Hall. Uh, this is a great stage to have such a spirited debate. I'd like to thank Mr. Uh, Triple Windsor for his uh, insights. Very illuminating. Um, I, I just I, I was taken by the word addicted to web slinging. And I, I feel like lionizing someone who suffers from mental illness is not the best framework for a hero. I think it's he's a problematic person, and I think he's an interesting character. But the word is superhero, uh, and he is not a superhero. I think he probably needs a, a lot of counseling, a lot of help, and it. it I, I think there are far better comic book characters in the superhero universe that we will discuss later today. Thank you, my Yale. The rest of my time to Mister Triple Windsor.
1: You're at time. All right. Uh... Very spirited debate here. Uh, You have 30 seconds for a rebuttal, Uh, Mr. Sylvain, starting uh,
3: now. My very clever and extremely uh, funny-looking opponent brings up other, quote-unquote, superheroes who are supposedly better but can't name any of them. How can we take this seriously? And finally, a superhero is not supposed to be perfect supposed to be interesting we're talking about fictional stories here and if you have somebody who's perfect like superman you can't write stories about them have you ever seen a good superman story no because there's not any you're at
1: time uh a re-rebut starting
2: uh now first of all uh, is there a paramedic in the house because i'm very concerned about jaw i'm fine the vein that used to dot your uh your receding hairline is throbbing just making sure you don't smell toast no john okay my, is that
3: bad
2: are you making toast uh no, no oh dear well dial nine and one and have your finger poised over the last one All right, I uh i can name i could spend the rest oh, of my three oh, seconds naming fine, uh, uh heroes time, but
3: uh, time's up thank you for your concern uh <laughs>
2: Uh, okay, but I can I just land my point? Can I just
1: say the sentence? No, you sure. you have ten seconds in a, in ten seconds. But John goes first. Right. John, would you like a, a final point uh, starting now?
3: Spider Man is awesome. <laughs>
2: Nine, ten. <laughs> All right, and s- Steve. To claim that any superhero is the best is a moot point. The best heroes have yet to be written
1: all right i i I, you know i wish i could give a nuanced sort of examination of that but i I feel like steve didn't you didn't really try no (laughs) you you sort of just like let it uh let the time go by and checked in on john's health (laughs) and not that john gave it a compelling argument either but at least he gave an argument what uh, uh, it was
3: compelling it was really loud anyway
1: oh yeah, yeah. i think your rebuttal your compelling. rebuttal was very very good that that's what sent me over uh yeah so uh, i have to give that to to john
3: yeah, yeah. no that's understandable all
2: i right. gracefully disagree
1: <laughs> all right you're, you're quite <laughs> graceful steve i appreciate that uh okay so i uh, we can i have got one more we can move on It's up to you, man. It's your show. Hey, Steve, you want number two or number three? Two. Okay. uh, Resolved. Oh, do you want uh, pro or against?
2: Against.
1: Okay. Resolved. Cocaine should be legal. (laughs) You are going against, and you are um, going for a minute, uh, starting. Oh, well, I'll let you think about it for a little bit.
3: Cocaine. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm saying cocaine should be legal.
1: Yes. Cocaine should be legalized. And Steve is very, very Mm -hmm. anti-cocaine. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. One minute starts now.
2: Uh, Rick James, an incredibly talented, important musical figure. So, So much promise in this young man's career. And then yet he continued to do cocaine. He yeah. did cocaine all the time, and he made terrible decisions and ended up dead at the age of 54. Mm. Think of all the Rick Jameses that would be with us if there were, if they did not try cocaine. It is a terrible drug. It is a scourge on the creative community, and I am definitely against it. <laughs> How much time
1: is left? 15 seconds.
2: <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, don't. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Four, three. You
3: should thank the two. venue, uh, the time you have left. <laughs> no,
2: uh, I don't, I don't think. think. <laughs> I already thanked the venue.
1: <laughs> I just want
3: to. Is it my turn yet?
1: Yeah, it's it's your turn. Um, I just want to say, really? that Marty, yeah. you look great today. Okay, here. You look, you st- wait, wait. Let's, let's get this on the clock. Okay, ready? Oh, okay. Start
3: now marty i've never seen you look better especially after you took off that weird yellow coat and um so i I gotta say
2: (laughs) it's just a coat you don't need the oh i see
3: what you're doing i said uh (laughs) how often how often does it have to be proven to us that prohibition does not work we have organized crime in this country because they prohibited alcohol for 10 years and allowed organized crime Basically, leap into existence before they got rid of they they uh, outlawed alcohol. There was hardly any scoff laws in the United States, and then it became like a normal thing to break the law. Same thing, cocaine would be a victimless crime if it wasn't illegal. Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. But it is true that the problems with cocaine really come from the fact that it's illegal. So it makes criminals really rich and. It also uh, ke- makes people keep their problems with cocaine secret. And be- and basically, it's just really high-powered coffee. All
1: right, you're at time. Okay. There are the opening statements from both <laughs> sides. <laughs> Stephen, oh you have a 30-second
2: rebuttal starting now. Stevie Nicks did so much cocaine, yeah. was such a fan of cocaine, that she paid her assistant to blow cocaine into her asshole because she had burned out her nose. Do we want this to be legal? I think uh, prohibition is a necessary evil. Think about that assistant. Think about their dreams, what they wanted to do with their life as they were blowing cocaine into their boss's asshole.
1: All right, you're at time. So we have that, blowing cocaine into Boston's asshole. Okay. Uh, your re-rebut, John, starts now.
3: Are you saying that someone was paid money to blow cocaine into Stevie Nicks' asshole, and you're saying that's a bad thing? That sounds like a dream job, especially if it was like in the late 70s. So uh, I just don't feel like I have to even rebut that point. I'm just going to think about it. Think about having that job. Man, Stevie Nicks is asshole.
2: And you're at time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh...
2: Uh, I think we got the title of the show, Stevie uh, Nicks is asshole.
1: No, no, it's not. It's man, Stevie Nicks is asshole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we lost another fan. <laughs> Uh well we probably gained Lindsay Buckingham.
1: Yeah. All right, Steve, you you have a final statement starts now.
2: Oh shit, I thought I nailed this one. Uh John, I've just I have done cocaine. It's a terrible drug. Uh I am against it at at every turn. It has destroyed You're lives and it'll destroy yours. Don't do any. All right, John. Or just drink a lot of coffee.
3: I would like the option to be able to Purchase medicinal amounts of cocaine if I want to. All right. You're in time. So that was a very
1: rich one. I have to fact check you on that, Steve. Uh, Rick James died at 56, not 54. Uh Oh, I've clearly lost. Yeah, yeah. And so you were on the outs based on that, like, just spewing of lies.
3: I I don't think that should be uh, held against him.
1: And then... (laughs) i'm the judge here john and uh, and you're very good looking dude. thank you and, and then john used the term scofflaw i was with your argument until you used the term scofflaw and then i was out why because you don't know what that means i just i don't like the the use of it it makes you it's like something you use from the 19th century we don't use it in modern times
3: you don't use them in modern. You, time.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, that's a word you read in Moby Dick, and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta put the book down. I gotta yeah, walk yeah. over to the fucking dictionary." You, gotta,
3: it, yeah. you know what a scofflaw is? It's someone who scoffs at the law. Yeah, I, a, I, different I,
2: different I know time. what it is, but yes. it might be a flower or something. Like, I'm like, wait, it's not in the current vernacular. So I'm reading you
1: know fucking. Moby asshole
3: Dick. is? It's a hole in your ass. It's the same <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah, no, but it's not. But it's also not the term that somebody who's like fighting for the legalization of cocaine uses. It's just not. It's not. But so that put you on the outs.
3: Your lack of vocabulary cannot. But
1: then, no, in. it's it's not because I didn't know what it was. It's just that oh, yeah. it's not an outdated. It's an outdated term. You know what it is now that I told you. No. How <laughs> dare you? It's a perfectly you? good word. No, it's not. So uh, then ooh. that put you on the outs. But then Steve started talking about Stevie Nicks. mm. And she just sold her music catalog for over a hundred million dollars. So she can have as much Coke as she wants.
0: Like,
2: Mm.
1: like blown in whatever orifice she wants.
2: Call that assistant up. Is she still with us? Yeah. Still around. Yeah. So Meredith, I'm going to need you.
3: I'm I'm looking for, (laughs) call Stevie next and tell her that if she needs that done, I'm willing to do it for her. Even if she's 75 years old.
1: Yeah. But what put me over was when Steve said, I have done cocaine it's a terrible drug, and then you your words kind of um, fum, sort of fumbled mm. around. You're searching for things, and I realized, oh, you are the poster child for for uh, cocaine against cocaine usage. So you sort of made the point for you that cocaine should be illegalized. So um, mm. that that's what it, it you... is illegal. Yes.
0: Well, oh
3: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, So you so want
3: you're, to... It... You're, you're dinging me for using the word scofflaw, and then you said illegalized
2: <sighs> you lost he's huh? in teacher mode he's got his uh his th- third windsor he's he thinks oh. he's special he thinks he's better than us uh, yeah
1: i don't think i'm better than you
3: i know i'm better than you oh, you
1: motherfucker <sighs> oh, jesus christ do you see do you hear what we have to deal with people out there
2: uh, uh, all right. I but, thought we were in the trust tree we were in the, the safe place without the millennials, we could just be men let her hair down, undo yeah. our weird tie, I mean why imagine, are we attacking? Can you
3: imagine that the minutes that Cassandra would get out of the fact that I said that Steven X was hot
2: shoot. <laughs> I, I know we, we don't have, we the, the witch is gone we can do whatever we want, the queen is dead and yet we, we're still turned on each other it's terrible, her, her toxic residue still lives with us yeah it's terrible
3: yeah
1: uh oh yeah yeah she took um she took cocaine through her private parts Um, cassandra uh no stevie stevie
2: next because um let's see oh i I, I think you might have a problem if you're paying someone to blow it into your anus because you can't use your nose anymore
1: um or else you're just a judgy. Yeah. Yeah, you're not the boss of her. You're fucking
2: prude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. s-
1: loosen up. <laughs> oh wow. That is pretty insane. Um but so something about addiction.
2: Uh, see all I think about is that girl's and I imagine it's a girl like she I don't know I don't know if she had a male assistant. I feel like she's more comfortable with a female doing it. I don't know why. But I just think about her drive home at the end of the, that day. And then talking to mom that night like how's it out there in california dear like,
1: mom my it's, hollywood it's, career
2: it, is skyrocketing it's i'm i'm making a lot of good connections well you're with that great band and that singer is she is she listened to your music yet no she sure hasn't
1: yeah uh by the way we need an update on buzzsaw three episode four. Oh, for me Yeah, from anyone. I don't know what's going on.
2: Oh, Cassandra did not uh, produce her audio, so we don't have an episode this Uh, week.
1: All right, she must be really busy. Uh, Well, I'm going to give her uh, five more minutes to join the the podcast, and then I'm going to give up on her. Um, All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, So we're at time, and... Oh, yeah. So Senior Smoke would have blown cocaine uh, in Stevie Nicks' private parts for free. That is... That is a, I,
3: I, I, listen, I, I, uh, a I, I think getting paid was just a bonus. I would do it for free. I pay to do it. I would
1: blow the wrong way. Oops. Ooh. Ooh. Well, no, just for the,
3: no, that's gross. You're oh. gross. Oh, <laughs> no, that's disgusting. What you just said is gross. All no, right. that's gross.
1: So I will wrap up now. Please, everyone, uh, stay safe out there. Oh, you know what I did do? Okay, I went this weekend and got the mother-in-law her first vaccination at Dodger Stadium.
0: Yay! Oh. Yeah,
1: it was quite a quite an experience. It was a very moving experience. Just feeling like, like for the first time in almost a year, just having, or in ten months, whatever, having some sort of control over something, and and actually like affecting change by getting someone in the household wait, wait. immune
3: oh you you had did you tie her up what do you mean you had control what, <laughs> what, what, what are you admitting to
2: did you administer the shot
1: yeah. no did i just drove her, her shot?
2: There. drove her there
3: in the trunk
1: uh, <laughs> yeah she was in the trunk um yeah
2: do they let them take uh <laughs> take take the bases after like all right while well, you're here why don't you don't you run around? Yeah, where's my Dodger take- dog? No, it's yeah. it's an
1: incredible operation. I don't know if you guys have been there for they they've been testing there for um, whatever several months, but they've got this um, amazingly like intricate maze of of cones that you drive around through, and you just sort of drive up, and they come to your car and they jab you, and uh, yeah, it went went super smoothly. I thought it was going to take. Everyone was saying like, oh, you're going to be waiting there for hours. I mean, it was a two hour wait, but. I guess that that wasn't I thought it was going to be like 5 hours or something like that.
0: But
2: what did you guys talk about for 2 hours?
1: Oh, uh, we talked about uh we talked about uh, she wants to go back to China one more time and
2: wow. uh one more time
1: Yeah, one more time.
2: One, one, one more time. Yeah. Why not two more times?
1: Cuz it's not that great a place, you know. Oh, okay. She has <laughs> got some people she wants to see. Okay. And then uh, and and uh, we we're just talking about uh shooting the shit you know just a uh, mother-in-law son son-in-law stuff
2: oh your wife wasn't there
1: no no it's just the two of us we, we had a, ah, time. It was look a lot at of fun you two. yeah yeah um and and she also laments all a lot of uh, real estate uh deals that she could have made had she been you know like a psychic you know
2: sure <laughs> yeah so we all, we all we're all there yeah yeah so, Who knew that Little Garbageville just east of the Burrito District was going to blow up? Yeah. If we all knew the crappy neighborhoods were going to explode in L.A., we'd all be billionaires. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that it was really a, it was a very good experience. And and also it made me think, like, could I have, like, scammed my way into getting a shot? Now there are people, you know, because the shot, uh, they can't keep it in. Once you take it out, you can't put it back in cold storage. Right. So there are people who hang out at uh, these um, uh, vaccini- vaccination sites and they will s- wait around until they, they're they done and so say, you got any extras? And then if they do, they'll, they'll get them. So that's something to think about. If, and then if they don't to-
3: get them, they dumpster dive for them?
1: Then they dumpster dive for them. Exactly. They, yeah. they, they collect all the like last droplets to try at the bottom of the vial to try to make one full dose um and then uh last note here tyson says i watched it follows a couple days ago pretty okay pretty uh creepy stuff yeah it's a really well done movie very well done movie uh did you guys watch under the silver lake isn't that what the guy did after that
3: i think yeah oh that's oh it's the same director yes
1: oh yeah that's a that's a pretty fucked up movie um I don't think it, I mean, it's another one that reminded me of Donnie Darko, just like, oh, this is like a film school.
2: Person. Every crazy, creative, but crazy idea was like, sure, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. It's a, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it it somehow worked for me. But if you read the script of Under the Silver Lake, you'd be like, what the fuck is, what? It's,
1: it follows, guys, huh? just just go with it.
2: All right. And it should not work, but it somehow works. I mean, I enjoyed it.
1: Cool. Well, if you have uh, recommendations for cult films you want to um, send our way, please do. You can tweet us at our names, not our names, Stephen Kruger, that's your name, Sylvain BBB, Marty U, Cass Cardenas. And uh, thank you, Will Wilkins, for getting us on. And Clerks was number 23 on that cult film list. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, But uh, I think... I think it started out as a little scrappy thing and it just hit because it had wide appeal. So I don't think it was cultish at all.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's culty. Yeah. I think no wrong. I feel like that list was like, uh, yeah, there's like six cult movies. Like uh, make it 50 and I need it. I need it in an hour. Cool. All right. (laughs) The empire strikes back. Like that's not really a cult movie. Like, well, at the time, yeah. Uh, Richard, Robert Ebert didn't like it. Like, Okay That's the lesser cousin of
1: Roger <laughs> and <laughs> Robert, Robert Evers. Evers. And I give it a thumbs up <laughs> Alright everybody Thank you so much for listening And we will see you next
0: Tuesday Hit that hit that hit that hit that Oh that hit that that hit that that hit that hit that hit that hit that Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah!
2: This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.